This is 10 Minutes at the Bar with Mike Teen. You give us 10 minutes, he gives you the world of Miami law. Melanie, welcome. Thank you, Mike. So uh, for those of you who don't know her, Melanie was a criminal defense lawyer here in Miami for a long time before she moved up to D.C., where she is now one of the heads of an unbelievable immigration advocacy organization called HIAS. Have I got that right so far? So far, you've got that right. Um, <laughs> we do Tell us what HIAS stands for. Advocacy. First, tell us, tell um, us what HIAS uh, stands for, and then tell me the stuff you do. Sure. So um, HIAS actually was founded as the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society in the 1880s. We're the oldest immigration and refugee organization in the world. Um, and we started basically as a group in New York that went down to the docks and went to Ellis Island and brought kosher meals to Jews who were arriving by the, by the thousands um, in that time to the United States. And we helped them find jobs and connect with family members. Um, and here we are 140 years later providing services to refugees all around the world. Wow. We have we have offices in countries throughout Latin America, helping refugees get jobs, helping refugees get legal status, um, get the counseling that they need to start their lives over again after displacement, um, and in Africa and around the world. And in the United States, we actually welcome refugees through the U.S. government resettlement program and help asylum seekers at the border. So pretty clearly, HIAS has now shifted its uh, activities, if not its focus, away from concentrating on Jewish immigrants like it did two generations ago with my grandparents coming in, but uh, now to other non-Jewish groups for Latin America and including some Arab countries too. Is that right? That's right. I like the way you put that about shifting its activities rather than its focus because we see our work is essentially the same helping people who have been displaced and been forced by persecution to leave their countries and start all over again, just help them get on their feet and start their lives over and being with them to help them do that. So for most of our history, we worked with um, Jewish refugees and immigrants because that's who the need was. And what we like to say now is that we used to help refugees because they were Jewish. And now we help refugees because we are Jewish. <laughs> because it's our oh, values I love it. I love it. that allow us to do this work. Oh, I love it. That's so great, Melanie. And um, you obviously are someone who's followed your passion your whole career, and I admire you so much for it. Tell me, um, we had talked about a couple months ago about what um, Hyas's reaction was after the shooting at the synagogue in Pittsburgh. Can you talk about that a little bit and how that impacted Hyas and what its reaction was? Sure. So um, as I'm sure all of your listeners know, um, back in October last year, there was a horrific shooting. It was the um, the worst violence on the Jewish community in the history of the United States. Nine people were shot in a synagogue. And um, what we learned was that the shooter actually had been very focused on highest in our work. Um, and was partly motivated out of, you know, not only anti-Semitism, but the work that we do to welcome immigrants from all over the world. Um, so it was, um, you know, it was a lot to to kind of deal with. Um, it ultimately, and now we can say that, you know, it's been some time, um, it really raised awareness about the work that we did. Mm -hmm. And it, um, you know, it really, we the outpouring of support from all over the country and all around the world really just made our 
commitment to doing this work even more steadfast. So um, I, I, I it, it's a long story to talk about kind of our reaction, what we went through, what the community in Pittsburgh went through. Um, and but but the long story short is that we actually, um, you know, came out of it stronger and more committed to the work that we're doing. Wow. And and with a lot more uh, exposure globally for Hyas, isn't that right? Absolutely. Um, what, what so about this European office that you were you told me about you were opening? Oh, That's yeah. So, I mean, Hyas was very active in Europe um, during World War II and after World War II trying to get Jews to safety. Um, but since then, I mean, we do have some programs working with refugees in Europe, um, specifically in Greece. We have a really interesting partnership with Islamic Relief USA, where we help asylum seekers who have come to Lesbos um, access the asylum system in Europe. Um, but for the most part, we really haven't been in Europe. And um, we are launching an office in Brussels, which, you know, is the seat of the European Union, um, to really reintroduce ourselves in this time of anti-Semitism and anti-refugee sentiment. We think it's really important for the Jewish community to have a voice in Europe as well on these issues. You're one of my heroes because you've always pursued Aww. your passion and your um, your heart and, and what really drives you in making a difference in the law. And um, before you became a, a champion of immigration rights in D.C., you were a criminal defense lawyer for years in Miami, right? That's right. And that in was the your... the 90s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the go-go 90s. And that was your yeah. first job out of law school, right? That's right. Yeah, I worked for, with, the, with the firm for a little bit, and then I went out on my own. So tell us about your first trial. What was that like? Well, my first trial, so mind you, I was probably about 24 years old because I went right from law school, right from college to law school. So I was pretty young, a real baby lawyer. And it was my second day at work and oh I was God. trying a DUI case. <laughs> um, and Here in Miami-Dade Circuit Court. That's right. Uh -huh. um, right by, you know, right by Jackson Memorial Hospital over there. And um, yeah, and it was going okay. I mean, the stakes were pretty low. I think it, you know, I don't know how, you know. He was facing about 90 days. But, Did your client um, know this was your first day of trial on your second yes, day of work? <laughs> yes, he did. Um, but um, yeah, it would seem to be going okay. And then my client insisted that he also wanted to take the stand in his own defense. And I did not know enough to kind of shut that down. So what happened? Um, with, what happened when he took the stand? It didn't. It didn't help. He had a long, involved story that the judge, uh, you know, kind of increasingly was getting annoyed at. And uh -huh. I think he probably got a little more time. I mean, he might have gotten a couple weeks, but I think he might have not had to go at all if he hadn't taken the stand. Tell us about something in your in your work at, at Hyas that you are really, really proud of. A little over 10 years ago, um, I, I was really um, proud of passing some, or getting some legislation enacted that um, was bipartisan. It was Senator Leahy and Senator Kyle that helped a, a large class of people who were unable to get refugee or asylum status because of the overly broad post-2001 anti-terrorism laws, the uh -huh. USA Patriot, Patriot Act. Act. So there was a law that was, you know, that was passed in 2007 that I worked very hard on that allowed some people who were kind of swept up in that broad definition of terrorism, even though they had nothing to do with terrorism, from getting legal status here. And um, that's resulted in, you know, several thousand people getting their oh, status. So that's, that's so one cool. of the things I will always look back on um, no matter what happens. Um, 
you know, that, that we were able to do. But yeah, I think there's a lot to be proud of right now um, in the way that's, that, you know, really we cool. and, and others have stood up for, for what we think is right during this really challenging time. So um, that's amazing, Melanie, and my gosh, affecting the lives of thousands of people. That's, uh, that's why I admire you so much. For young lawyers starting out listening, what, what advice can you give them about their career, particularly being someone who has really followed your passion, your desire, your, your, your heart and your soul in the profession? I did set up a couple of guiding principles for myself really early on in my career. I really sat down and thought about, you know, what it is I want my career to look like. Um, and I came up with three things. One was that I didn't want to bill my time in minutes. One was that I didn't want to pee in a cup for anybody, even though um, I'm not a drug <laughs> user, but I just didn't want to be in that environment. And then the third thing was I, I actually started my career um, right after I graduated from college. I went down to the U.S.-Mexico border and did asylum intake. I knew that that was meaningful work and that was work that I wanted to do. And my career has gone in different directions over the years, but I stayed true to to that core of this is what I think is important and this is what the, the changes that I want to make in the world. And it's kind of, you know, ironic that here I am probably almost 30 years later back doing work at the border, back working for an organization that has attorneys on both sides of the border helping asylum seekers. So I think if you stay true those to those few principles, you can allow your career to, to weave its way where it's going to go, but you'll end up in the right place. If listeners want to get involved and help out uh, in the in what I'm just going to call the immigration crisis here in the United States, what, what can they do? Well, there are so many things people can do to help. Um, if you go to the highest.org website, we outline some of those for you. Um, there's always need for advocacy. It can be as easy as sending a text or a quick email or doing a visit with your member of Congress. We actually help people do that if they're interested. Um, if you speak Spanish and you are interested in going to the border and helping, we have opportunities for volunteers. You don't have to be a lawyer, but of course we love lawyers. Um, You're probably the only one. A, a, we love having <laughs> lawyer volunteers, um, but you don't have to be one. Um, so we have legal types of volunteer experiences and other types of, of opportunities for people to go to the border. Um, so we have a really a range of things um, that, that we can help you with if you're interested in, in being an advocate and be getting involved. Um, it's really the time for people to stand up for what's right in this country. And it's really disturbing to see um, kind of, you know, how people are being treated. And it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's time to do something. Uh, awesome. That's, that's great advice. Thank you. And Melanie, I really appreciate your taking time out of your day up in DC to, to talk to our listeners and give us some of your wisdom about uh, your career path. Thanks Absolutely. Again for, anytime. Thanks, Melanie. Talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye.